Welcome back to another episode of the Katrina Johnson Show. So happy to have you with me today. Remember to subscribe, share the podcast, leave comments. I would love to hear from you guys. Also, you can follow me online at katrinajohnson.online or on Instagram at I am Katrina Johnson. I thank you again for joining me and let's get into the show. I am so excited to have Sarai Namur as my guest today, speaking about how experiencing childhood trauma affects our perception and how to overcome the challenges associated with it. Sarai Namur is a licensed mental health counselor, CEO and clinical coordinator of Trinity CMHC out of Miami Lakes, Florida. She holds a Master's of Science in Psychology with Distinction and Bachelor of Science in Psychology. She is also the founder of Circle of Champions Worldwide and Thrive Life. She provides individual and couple therapy to help people become the best version of themselves. Her goal is to provide a renewed purpose and meaning in her client's life. Today, I have a special guest for you guys. Her name is Sarai Namur. And today we're going to be talking about how experiencing childhood trauma affects our perception and how to overcome the challenges associated with it. Sarai, thank you for joining me today on my podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. So yes. Oh, I'm just really excited because um, I've been following you online for two to three years now, and I've become part of your circle of champions. Um, I really love that platform that you have and just all the positive um, information and content that goes out there to people that really need it. So I am just like so excited to be a part of your tribe and really looking forward to getting into this um, this interview. Awesome, I'm excited, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's get it. All Thanks right, so, um, I just wanna start off uh, for the listeners uh, and for myself, would you mind explaining what you do as a transformational trauma therapist? Okay, well, I do a little bit of a, a lot of different things, but, as a trauma therapist, um, what I do is I help people um, overcome whatever traumas it is that they've been through um, and tr heal from it. But healing, when we talk about healing, healing is not a one and done thing. It's really about, it's, a, it's really like a journey. It's a journey. Like we always hear it's a journey, but it actually really is a journey because, um, you know, once you feel that you're healed, there's always like a deeper level of healing and a deeper level of understanding. So it's almost like by layers. Um, I like to think of it that way. And I provide different types of, of trauma therapy. I, for children, I do, for example, trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy. There's cognitive process. There's different types of trauma therapy, like the delivery of therapy. But what I really would like to say is that I provide trauma-informed services. So I could actually provide a therapy that isn't um, a trauma therapy, but because I do it in a trauma-informed way, it would help 
the the client who has been through whatever type of trauma um, heal. Um, and for myself, I, I, I mostly deal with generational trauma and child complex uh, PTSD, complex childhood trauma. Awesome. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Uh, I don't, I was going to say, does that answer, does the, does that answer the question or is there a little bit more? I myself don't really have a lot of clients. Um, I own a community mental health center. So what I do is I train my therapist to provide the, the therapy, but I've been a therapist for 23 years. And mm -hmm. along the way, I would explain that that's the type of therapy that, you know, that I really became passionate about, you know, because as you go, you start, you start figuring out a better way of providing services and you sort of start falling in love with some some passion there's there, there ends up being a passion somewhere and so my passion is trauma therapy all therapists don't provide trauma therapy it just depends on what the therapist um passion is i see so you said there's different levels of therapy or trauma just, trauma different levels okay well, yeah, there's different types of trauma. Um, not all trauma is generational trauma. Not all trauma is um, complex PTSD a type of trauma. Uh, complex PTSD is more of the type of trauma that people experience when multiple things have happened to them in their childhood. Okay. And um, and it's and it mostly that it has happened through the hands of the people that were meant to take care of them. So it's, it's, not, only, it's not only that, but a big part of it has to be that it has happened by the hands of their parents or caretakers, you know, that sort of thing. So, but it could be that they also live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of violence, plus one of their parents could have passed away, plus other things, but then also their caretaker maybe was physically abusive, abusive sexually abusive, uh, neglectful. So all of that creates complex PTSD. And that's, that's really where my specialty lies. I see. Complex PTSD. So we're going to dive a little bit more into that a um, little bit as we go. <clears throat> sorry, as we're uh, doing this interview, I wanted to know what prompted you to get into this field of psychology? <clears throat> well, initially, it really just started with me wanting to save people just like me, um, kids just like me. Um, and and you know the law of attraction really does exist because I went to school. I'm from Miami, but I moved away from Miami, basically because I knew I had to sort of escape Miami. And so I got married and moved to California. And then I went to I lived in Kansas, and that's where I ended up getting my bachelor's. But the whole time, what I really wanted was to come back and work with the same same exact kids, just like me. And I wanted to even work in the same neighborhood. And then. Um, I mean, that's going to lead me into a little story. I don't know if you want me to say a little story. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, for, first of all, I didn't know you ever lived in California. You know, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't long. I lived there for six months. I lived there for six months, came back and then left to Kansas. So it wasn't very long. I think it was about six to eight months. I went okay. to San, Gi San Jacinto Community College. You went to San Jacinto? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. isn't that interesting? Okay, there's uh, there's three campuses now in this. So you were oh. in the you were in the Inland Empire area. I don't remember the name. Yeah. I know it was a valley. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. More. Yeah. That was about thirty years ago. Okay. But I just wanted, you know, that's really just what I really just wanted. It just was. I guess it was coming from a place of pain, and um, either I think we have a choice. Like either we sit in our pain and 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 just use it as either a crutch or use it as something that continues to hurt us. Or we have a choice in using the pain as something to lift us and turn it into our purpose. So 
um, without even realizing it, I just turned it into my purpose. I just wanted to help people just like me. And that's what ended up happening. I came back from Kansas and um, just out of nowhere, my grand, where my grandmother lived, her social worker wanted to meet me just because she found out that I'm just the granddaughter who got a bachelor's degree. And then she ended up offering me a position at an after-school program um, in the same exact neighborhood and in the same exact place where I grew up, which was wow. incredible. That's why I believe in the law of attraction. So I was like, Yes, wow. ma'am. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't even planning that. I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I just, I literally was here about a week. I didn't even know the lady or anything. Uh -huh. um, but anyway, from there, I went, I did, I got my master's degree and I wanted to work with children. So I started working with children. Then I started working with adults. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Um, I started, I was working with um, children and then I wanted to work with adults. Um, but what happened is that first it started off with me wanting to work with kids because I think that was my perspective at that time was as a child, you know, what, what I went through and what kids go through. And then little by little, little I started evolving into just doing a trauma-informed therapy, which is really for everyone because we mm -hmm. all, it doesn't matter our, our age, we still have, if, we, if we've been through complex uh, trauma, that means we have a, a wounded little child in all of us, regardless yes. of our age. Yes, I so think that's it's- the way it sort of evolves. Right, and, and what you said about uh, taking that pain and turning it to your purpose, that's so deep. And that's, I, I resonate with that, which is why I do what I do too. There's some pain. And like you said, I think we all go through things, right? And we could, you know, just- We have a choice. We have a choice. I always say there's choices. We make choices every day. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what childhood trauma looks like. I think you probably talked about it already a little bit, but- it could look different for everyone. So it could be, um, for example, the death of, of, of a parent and having to take care of your siblings. So that wouldn't really be abuse. It's not really abuse, but the effects are very, very deep, especially if I've had clients, for example, that the mom had cancer for three years and then the oldest son had to take care of, of the children, had to drop out of school. And that's very traumatic. And then on top of that, having to lose you know, their mom. And then there's other situations like myself. I grew up in a home where it was just very chaotic. There was a lot of domestic violence and that, and then domestic violence is, what is that? That's also different from home to home. It's not, it's not, um, it's not one thing. For me, it was domestic violence. First watching my brother, um, my father basically, my mom and my dad physically abused my brother and then myself as well. That was my mom. And then eventually my brother turned on me and I had to deal with him for so many years until the point where I realized um, I had to leave. I had to leave where someone, something serious was gonna happen to one of us because at yeah. that point I wasn't, you know, it, it could have been me to killing him. Who knows what could have happened, right. but um, I had to leave. I had to leave. Um, I left, I left within a year. I left to California, I told my mom, that's it, I'm leaving. Um, and then I just kept going, but it could be, it could be, it could be anything. It could be yeah. physical abuse, sexual abuse. It could, there's a lot of people that are well off financially and they live well, but then they have a lot of emotional and psychological abuse and they could have neglect. Neglect is what I call the invisible trauma because it's never really validated. And it could get very confusing for, for families where there is money and the parents provide everything, but yet they're not around. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be very invalidating, very, it could, it could scar you for, for the rest of your life and all your relationships. 
So yeah. it's really different for, for every case is different. Every situation is different, yeah. but most importantly, it's like what the person perceives mm-hmm. as being traumatic because four, you have four kids in the same home and they all saw and experienced the same thing, but yet they all experienced it in a different way. So their perception is different and one could turn out to be in mental health institutions forever. And then another one could end up being uh, a, a judge who defends and, and helps kids. So you now never know. Like, yeah, so that's what you mean by perception. Yes. How, that, that, how, yeah, because that is so, I just love this. That I, I want you to elaborate a little bit more on that because I always wondered how two people or two children from the same household one goes down the wrong road and the other one doesn't and of course of course I always say it's it's a matter of choice that is still I think very important that is choice but what else is involved with that like what the perception be that one child perceives this being a problem so I'm going to do all my all I can to not you know, go down that same road and the other one sees it like I did it affect that one more in a traumatized way. Yeah. So can you explain that a little bit more? Well, the thing is that even though, like, for example, my brother and I lived in the same home and we had the same parents, but yet we didn't have the same parents. And what do I mean by that is my my interaction with my parents was different from his interaction with my parents. So then he had his set of parents and I had my set of parents, even though it was the same exact parents. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Got so it. that's one thing. That's one thing. Then the other thing is it's the the perception has to do with the meaning that we give to things. So you and I could look at the same thing and give it a complete different meaning. Mm-hmm. And then that meaning gives us an emotion and, and, and it just continues on from that point on. And there's another experience that adds to that meaning or changes the meaning. So it's almost like chemistry. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if there's different people, different kids perceiving the same thing or receiving the same thing. Their perception is going to be different because of the meaning that they give to it, because of their own past experiences, yes. because of their level of resilience. Um, the resilience is a big one there. Um, their choices, their personal choices. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not identical. And even if we see the same thing, we're not going to experience it in the same exact way for for all those reasons because we we're each different we think differently we perceive things differently we give different meanings to different things does that make sense that makes sense thank you for for breaking that down yes that that kind of yeah that makes it more clear because that's something that i've always um struggled with in my mind you know um because of my childhood too i used to want to blame not blame myself but think, well, why did that have to happen to this person? And it didn't happen to me. And I just, there was this guilt feeling. I'm not trying to get too oh, deep yeah. into it, but there, there's some things that I've experienced that I've wrestled with. And um, because of what I've wrestled with, uh, with these situations, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. And uh, exactly. I think you said something very good, uh, very uh, important. Resilience is one thing. Every, and everybody's different. That's, I think that's the bottom line. Everybody's different, mm-hmm. like you said, is what, in, in what they perceive, the resilience, you know, the relationship they actually had with the, 
you know, the person, the family member or whatever. So that really makes it a little more clear for me to personally understand that. That was good. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. Um, yeah. I was going to ask what are some causes of childhood trauma, but I don't know that that's a good question. But I mean, do you, I, I, and then again, maybe it is because you said that you particularly um, deal with generational trauma. So what generational trauma be, of course, causes of childhood trauma? Do you think these, this is something that goes on and on and on? If not yes, yes, it'll go on and on and on until someone decides to stop it. <laughs> and when that person decides to stop it, they actually have the most difficult job because it's extremely painful. It's extremely painful to stop it because you're going against the living people who who are part of that generational trauma, who usually don't have, um, didn't have the courage to do what you did. So mm -hmm. they're going against you. You know, usually those people are very avoidant. Usually those people deny and minimize the truth and they they sort of warp reality and maybe you were caught up in that warped reality and then you woke up and now you're fighting against it, but they're they're pushing you're pushing you're pushing against them and they're pushing against you. So it sometimes it causes a lot of family battles. It'll cause um, you losing that, those relationships and that's very difficult. That's very painful. It's also painful. Mm -hmm to stop generational trauma because once you're not in that side of minimizing and denial, you have to come to grips with loss, with grieving what could have been. Mm. And so much, you know, there's a lot of grief involved in yes. childhood trauma yes. a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. And then you said something interesting too, you were talking about um, the guilt and I, I identify with that a lot, um, which is uh, survivor's guilt. Why mm. wasn't it me? why you know and i dealt a lot with that with my own brother because he even passed away two years ago and to me it was um his death was a result of childhood trauma because he never really healed from it mm. so he always struggled with depression and mental health and substance abuse and all that mm. and it was always i was always wanting to save him i'm his older sister so i was always trying to save him and i never could i could never stop what was happening i couldn't and of course it wasn't my responsibility but as a child you you blame oh. yourself yeah and you take on that responsibility right yeah yeah so yeah. then we end up people like us who help yes. others <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right <laughs> we turn it into our mission we couldn't save you know we, exactly. we try to save whoever we can <laughs> right so right it's when you said that it, it, i identify with that a lot a lot yes so um so you pretty much already talked about the effect of uh perceptions um sorry um childhood trauma and the effect it has on people pretty much um you did mention earlier about different levels of trauma. So what are the different levels? I'm not sure if you said that earlier. So, but, uh... um, well, different levels of trauma, for example, there could be, there's acute trauma, like for example, someone who general, you know, didn't, didn't have, doesn't have a lot of trauma in their life and they're just normal people. And then all of a sudden they go to the store and someone puts a gun to their head and robs them. So that could cause PTSD and that's like, that's called acute PTSD because it's a one-time quick thing where of course, there could be long-term effects to it, but more than likely you will end up, you will, you already have good support, you'll get help for it and it'll clear up. Basically, it'll, what I mean by clear up, meaning your symptoms will, will clear pretty fast because it's not, it's not something from your childhood. It's very different when it happens in your childhood that just runs deeper be, and especially the younger you are. And that goes back into the whole thing of, how it affects different kids in a home. Mm -hmm. So for example, the child that 
the child that that lived through it up until 18 years old like we have foster kids a lot of foster kids in, at my agency mm -hmm. and say there's a there might be in in the home by the time there's an intervention there could be a two-year-old a six-year-old a 12-year-old and an 18-year-old so that 18-year-old who had the trauma his entire life is going to have more trauma than say the two-year-old where there was an intervention and didn't sustain it his whole entire life I see. and the yeah and the reason why also is because when you have childhood trauma from the ages of zero to five, you have to remember that your whole body's developing, your immune system is de developing, your brain is developing, your your body's developing, their, your hormonal system is developing. So there's your language, like everything is developing. Mm -hmm. And if you are, if you're, if you, if you're having serious trauma during that time, where there's domestic violence, sexual abuse, drug addiction, um, maybe your parents are on drugs and 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 they pass out and they don't wake up for 10 hours and you're left alone to feed yourself or mm -hmm. just sit there on your in your poop this is literally real things that happen these kids don't they don't develop the same and it, they're almost cheated because for that reason because they don't they when they sustain so much of that that their brain is on constant fight or flight and hormonally their brain is just functioning in a whole different way. You could see it in CAT scans. Mm -hmm. And 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 if, and if that happens ongoing, they end up it end their brain looks it ends up looking like brain damage in a mm -hmm. CAT scan. Wow. So, so that's like the deepest level. That would be probably the worst and deepest level, but that's common. <laughs> that's very a lot more common than people believe it to be. Sad it's very common. Say, huh? Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, do you Even think here. that people uh, can overcome childhood trauma without therapy? I mean, I guess it would depend on the different levels, right? It would depend on the on the different levels. It would depend on how early, intervention. It, you know, they get the yeah how early the intervention is. Um, but then there's there's a lot of research on neuroplasticity and how we could heal ourselves. Yes. And I really I'm so I, interested in that. I am like yeah. I am just so interested in that. I mean, <laughs> it is such an interesting topic. Neuroplasty, yes, I love that. There, and I, I, I'm that gives hope. That gives hope because originally, what happened was there was something called the ACEs study, and the ACEs study sounded like just doom. And it, and it's very, very, very real. Um, which is, the more there's a test. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's a test that you could take. It's ten questions, and um, the higher you score on those questions, the higher the likelihood is that you're going to have. Um, you're gonna die earlier. You'll have um, cancer. CO. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a. It's, it's, it's one of the, um, the most incredible um, studies ever done, to be honest. Um, but basically, I scored a nine, a nine, a nine and a half. I call it, out I call it nine and a half out of ten. Oh <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> out of ten. Um, <laughs> what now? What test is this? <laughs> It's the ACES, A-C-E-S, Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. Okay. And that's that study is um, pretty, it's scary in terms of that it doesn't even matter. So some people believe like, oh, of course that's going to happen because if you experience so much childhood trauma like that, you're probably going to end up being someone who uses substances or who does things um, that's not good for your health. But mm -hmm. what they found is that that wasn't true because even people who who led healthy lives will still die younger, will still end up with a higher rate of COPD, cancer, mm -hmm. uh, heart attack, all these different things. Um, so when I heard that, I, I really felt like, why don't more people know this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to do commercials about this. Right. But then the hope, 
and it is hard, uh, terrible like news, but the good news is that here comes neuroplasticity and the fact that we're able to teach our brains. It's almost like training. You could train your brain and grow new pathways uh -huh. um, in your brain and you could, you could change it and you could start, you could also, there's, you could hear yourself through um, martial arts. That's probably the best one. That's um, that's the that's what they find to be the best one to help you heal your traumatized body because our body is the one that holds holds the trauma. So, for example, mentally, I could know I could have processed all my experiences and done all the work, but then I'll give you an example myself. But then physically, my my kids will like moonwalk. I say they moonwalk me up to me and then I don't even hear them coming and they tap me and I turn around and I and I feel like punching them. <laughs> so I, I just I like I like jump or I'm very hyper vigilant. So okay. all of that is like some those are body symptoms yeah. that is part of your nervous system. Mm -hmm. But in, you have to do to heal your nervous system, you're not gonna do it through your mind. You have to heal your nervous system by retraining your body through mm -hmm. yoga through doing different these these types of, of, of body movements that actually do help you with your nervous system and retraining your mind and calming it. Great. And actually martial arts is one of the best ones. I don't know if you knew that. But I never know. I never knew that. Never heard of that. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that was gonna that one. kind of leads me to the next question. I was gonna say ask you what practical steps can one implement to overcome the effects of childhood trauma. So you just named a few of them. Yeah, you have to make it, you have to make it extremely intentional. The mm -hmm. self care, you know, self care is like this. It, oh, self care and people don't self care is absolutely necessary. And self care is an action. And mm -hmm. self care has to be scheduled. It has to be taken serious. Because yes. so, with along with self care goes healing. There's mm -hmm. no healing without self care. There's no healing without prioritizing your health. Mm -hmm. And your health is all it's, it's not just eating and working out. Right. It's not just that. It's 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 taking care body. of yourself, mind, body, spirit, because yeah. trauma trauma affects us at multiple levels. It affects it also affects us spiritually, it's mm -hmm. not just our mind and our emotions and our body. I just mentioned mind, body, and 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 emotions, but it also affects us spiritually because that's that it affects our perception of the world. Yes. Like spiritually, we lose hope. And we don't trust people and we perceive our pers our whole perception changes if we don't heal every part of it. Right. And I do I do believe very strongly in education, like information. Mm -hmm. You know, information is the, the beginning of it. You, yes. From uh, like even myself, I didn't even really heal until way past my I even got a master's degree and I was already working. I still mm -hmm. wasn't healed. Mm -hmm. What healed me was really personal development, just yes. really learning and learning and learning. Um, and not even, and I wasn't even learning stuff related to psychology. I was learning, um, just, I was learning things about being human. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And you know, because you know, my, uh, slogan information plus inspiration equals transformation. So oh, I uh, yes. 100% with that. It was the information that I started learning the information I was seeking that began to change the way I thought and began my self-improvement journey and it's all about self-improvement wow. is self-care i've never heard anybody yeah. put it like that but self-improvement is self-care so it is 100 percent. absolutely yes. and right healing. so and I, I love was, i love how you said i yeah. love how you said um information plus inspiration because 
I think it, it is information and the inspiration for me is divine inspiration. Mm. It's you learning to trust again, you know, yes. you learning to have, have that, that hope again yes. and, and believing in a higher power, because that's mm-hmm. another thing that's lost with trauma. Right. Like a lot, you hear so many people say, Oh, if there was a God, how, how would he allow this? Right. But you know, only they knew you you wake up every morning because there is a God <laughs> period. So, um, so then I, I would say, I was going to ask you if healing from childhood trauma is a lifelong journey. I'm going, I'm going to say yes. That does not mean that you have to spend your whole life in pain to get to this. It's not a pinnacle place. It's not, it's not like a land, a place where you land. It's, it's, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's, it's an, it's almost like an evolution. Mm -hmm. Healing is, and so I I have, it's, 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 it's almost like you're evolving and expanding. And so I call that healing as well. Even if, even if you haven't been through a lot of things, just, I think healing is just a part of life. Healing from, from what, from last week, (laughs) it doesn't have to be just childhood trauma, you know? So I think, it's about when I say healing, I really mean health. So healing for me is a lifelong journey because it's about always seeking health and seeking a healthy lifestyle so that we have the energy to do the things that we need to do and fulfill our purpose in life. So Mm -hmm. when I say healing, I don't mean like, I mean healing a deep wound, but I also don't mean that. I also mean more than that. Um, And that's why I call it like a lifelong, a lifelong journey. Yes. Um, and there's always something and a better level of health that we could all have. I don't know if that helps, if that answered the question. Yes, it but does. anyway, regarding regarding symptoms, if we talk about like symptoms, like um, PTSD symptoms and trauma symptoms, mm-hmm. you don't need a lifetime to get rid of those. Mm-hmm. Um, because, for example, I don't have those symptoms anymore. I had them for a long time. I, I, my entire 20s, I was having panic attacks and I had so many issues um and then in my 30s it was less and then in my 40s it was less and i don't i don't have those issues anymore actually right now is i'm really like i i I was crippled by fear for so many years and i don't have that anymore in my life um but i'm still on the healing journey i will still tell you i'm on the healing journey even if even if even if i don't have those symptoms because the healing for me is always find looking for health right does that make sense that makes a lot of sense absolutely uh, we are always healing, like you said, even if it is from last week, <laughs> you know, yes, there's always something to heal from. That is, that's awesome. Um, we are at the end of this, and I want you to share some words of inspiration with the audience, whatever okay. you want. So I'm going to share what this has to do with more with, um, with the other side of the coin. So we have the side of trauma, but then we have the side of greatness and you know i'm all about unleashing your greatness and what i want to leave everyone with is understand that the person you had to become to survive is not the person you have to become to live out your dreams and unleash your greatness so that's basically what i want to say notice the parts of you that developed for from a place of survival and very consciously say thank you to those parts because they did help you survive but then turn the other way and start developing the parts of you that need to be developed for you to create the life that you really, really want to live. Awesome. Unleash your greatness, you guys. 
you have to do that because there's greatness in each and every one of us. Yes. Well, Miss Sarai, I thank you so much for coming on. I want you to tell people where they can find more out about Circle of Champions worldwide and Trinity Community Mental Health, your center there, and where to find you online. Well, every all over online, you're going to find me on Sarai Namur. Um, and my agency is here in Miami Lakes, Florida. Uh, and Circle of Champions Worldwide is a nonprofit that I developed for the other side as well um, to spread hope, positivity, uh, to teach people about positive psychology and overcoming. And um, that's a circle. That's a group, a Facebook group that I have on Facebook. Um, and you could just find us there, Circle of Champions Worldwide. And we'll be having pretty soon the Unleash Your Greatness third annual virtual event. Um, and that will be the last week of May. I think you'll be a speaker on it. I think yes. Said, yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank, well, thank you, you so much for having me. Thank you, you so much are for welcome. having me. And I'm going to have you back sometime down in the future if you would, wouldn't mind. Yes, of course. We'll talk about the other side. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, thank you again, Sarai. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Let's keep the conversation going by emailing me at Katrina at KatrinaJohnson.online. That's Katrina at KatrinaJohnson.online. So grateful that you joined me on this episode. Remember, information plus inspiration equals transformation. And until next time, stay inspired.